Welcome to the Modern Math Teacher Podcast, the podcast that will help you use today's best teaching strategies to ignite and excite your students in math class and maybe even make it the best part of their day. Hey, I'm Kristen Moore, a longtime believer that math is so much more than just solving fracks. I went from teaching straight from a textbook to implementing project-based learning and boosting student engagement in my class each and every day along the way. I'm here to give you the PD you need to successfully do the same with your students. Are you up for it? Let's do this. Everyone, real quick before we get into the show, the next few episodes are part of a summer learning series where the members of the Modern Math Teachers Movement Facebook group had a chance to have their questions answered in live training calls. I couldn't just keep that to myself, so I pulled some of the best ones to share with you here. Enjoy! Hey there, Modern Math Teacher. Kristen Moore here from More Than Just X, your host here in the Modern Math Teachers Movement. And today in our summer series of PD, we're talking about learning that sticks. Okay, so we've all been there where you've spent time carefully curating your lessons, your notes, your practice activities for each unit, only to realize that two units down the road, your students have forgotten everything that they need in order to build on itself. So it gives the question, how can we design lessons that stick with our students? Okay, so to make a lesson sticky, you've got to make it memorable and engaging for your learners, right? That's not anything new to you guys. But what we want to do is we want to make sure that we can connect our prior student knowledge and past familiar experiences with the novelty of something new that they're going to have to think creatively about, okay? So I like to launch every project and every unit with a launch activity that I call an anchor activity. And this anchor activity is designed to create a common experience for my students to refer back to throughout that unit, throughout that project, throughout that school year. So we can think back on that activity and continue to pull the important mathematical pieces out of that. For example, we're going to use some algebra examples today. How much can I buy when I was launching into a linear functions unit with my Algebra 1 students? We needed to talk about the difference between slope-intercept form and standard form. And so we had an anchor activity about how much could I buy from the school cafeteria if I had $10 and I wanted to buy Cokes and cookies, right? The two things that my students like the most, some sort of soft drink, and always, always the cookies. So we had an activity. I asked them how much each of those things cost. And they were able to tell me. And I said, okay, well, if I had $5 and I wanted to, you know, get some of each, but I wasn't sure how much of what, could I get more pops or could I get more cookies? And we had this whole conversation and activity scaffolded around figuring out those two things. Okay. For algebra two, one of the things we did was how quickly can it spread? And we did a glow germ example of spreading a disease around our classroom, right? So I had glow germ on my hands. I high-fived a student. They high-fived somebody else. It went on and on until everybody in the classroom had been infected. And we were going to take that and model that data that we collected with each new round of it, right? You guys have heard me talk before about the kendama that was really popular in my classroom this year. And so I said, how high does it go? And we would take that kendama and my students could model that motion of the ball. And we were going to be able to create that as a graph that we could then use later to connect to those important pieces. So the key to creating a really good anchor activity is that it has to be something relatable to your students. 
right? That's that relevancy piece. And it really needs to address multiple aspects of the learning target for that unit. So you're going to need it to be able to work kind of flexibly and fluidly and be adaptable to multiple things in there. And you really wanted to promote problem solving and critical thinking because this is an activity that we want our students to be able to think back to and go, oh yeah, I do remember that. And when I threw it up in the air, it reached a high point and we called that one the maximum. And that's where the vertex is. You're trying to get them to be able to make those conceptual connections here that they're going to be able to refer back to and think critically about later. So anchor activities give all of your students a reference point from the class period, which they can reconnect to and draw that new mathematical connections from. Like I was saying, it jogs the student memories because it was a multi-sensory activity, right? So when I was talking to them about the cafeteria, that was something that they can picture. They can hear what the cafeteria is like. They can taste in their mouths what those cookies were like, right? They know what the coldness of the pot. When we were doing the Kendama exploration, it was that multi-sensory. They could visually see it. They could feel the weight of it change as it went up and down. They could feel themselves graphing and tracking that motion with their hands. When we were doing the spread, they could see what was happening. They remember the anticipation of like, am I going to be infected this time? Is it going to reach me? All of those different things that are connecting to them that are going to make a memory more um, prevalent for your students. So we want it to really be a, that good, rich, authentic, multi-sensory activity. They can remember what it looked like, what it felt like, what it tasted like, and connect that back to the mathematics that they uncovered. So with an anchor activity, you really want to have students have the opportunity to formulate their own responses and problem solve using their own strategies before you bring in the formalized learning. I didn't start with, we're going to learn about standard form or we're going to learn what it looks like to model exponential growth. I started with them having the opportunity to explore those ideas, write out their work, get it down on their own paper. And then I came in and formalized it later. It's a very much an experience first, formalized later, EFFL approach to launching a unit or a new major topic in a unit. Honestly, some people use these for every single lesson. I find that doing it just once or twice in a unit is enough to give that good anchor activity, really rich, meaningful experience for the students that they can come back to. So the students, again, they're going to apply and conceptualize and grapple with this mathematics before you give those formal definitions, formulas, and facts. So as I mentioned, when I'm doing this, I'm going to have my students have something to record their work on, right? Typically a paper that I've printed for them. They're going to put their own answers, their own reasoning, all these things in their own words into this activity first. Then as the activity progresses, we're going to go through together and formalize that learning. So the equation that they wrote to figure out how many cookies and how many Cokes they could get, that's actually standard form. AX plus BY equals C. I write it down. They write it down. The A and the B were the respective prices or rates of change. The variables that you could buy were the cookies and the Cokes. The C was that limiting, limiting constraint for you, right? That C, that money that you had to work with, that was your limiting constraint. The table you created in solid growth for, that's exponential growth. You can find a common factor in this way. And I would model that for the students. And they can write that formalized learning then on top of their experiential learning that they have already dealt with. Okay? So I want to pose a challenge to each of you. Think of your first unit for this year. And what is an engaging, memorable, and meaningful activity that you can use to launch into that unit? 
If you're a high school math teacher looking for inspiration, you can check out Mathmatic for a great resource of free EFFL lessons. And once you've figured out what your anchor activity is, make sure that you share it with all of us here in the comments below. Thanks so much. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to find out today's tips and tricks. Continue the conversation and join the movement to boost student engagement and make math more meaningful inside the Modern Math Teachers Movement on Facebook. Till next time, keep it real.